0: We sit glued to the TV set all night and every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We
1: got nothing better to do well, than watch TV and have a couple of. Hello, and welcome to TV Times Three, Episode One Eighty Seven. On this episode, we will be talking about recent episodes of Switched at Birth, Rizzoli and Isles, Perception, Necessary Roughness, and Devious Maids, plus a reality check and some TV on DVD picks. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 187. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com.
0: I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And this week we have joining us...
2: I'm Mel from nicegirlstv.com and true-blood.net dot... Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> 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 I was going to add one word <laughs> dot net on there. And dot net dot net. Not get you to the, yeah, dot net dot net. <laughs> dot that's net nice. dot net.
1: That's hysterical.
0: Well actually probably true-blood.net.com. it probably a true dash blood dot net dot dot info <laughs> dot us.
2: That's the full name.
0: Yeah. It'll get you straight there.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. What's the news, Amory? What's the news? The news is
1: there's not much, but there's some. There's some sad news that I don't want to talk about. Um nettle fix
0: <laughs> Yeah. I can't type.
1: Jason can't type. Nettlefix. Netflix has renewed Orange is the New Black for a second season, even though the first season doesn't debut until July 11th. I haven't watched it yet, but I've actually heard really good things about it. What is this show? Uh-huh. It's a Netflix show about it's based on a book. Taylor Schilling plays this lead character who, 10 years in the past, she and her girlfriend Laura Prepon were drug runners. And uh-huh. somehow she ends up having to go to jail, like in the current world. And she's engaged to Jason Biggs, and he doesn't know about her past. And So Orange
2: Jumpsuit is yep. the new black. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, and it's like Natasha Leone's in it. It looks like a lot of people. Um, that I think it'll be way good. Way to go, Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, way to go, Netflix. You've done a great job.
0: In my defense, Netflix is not in my spell check database
1: okay
0: Okay. (laughs) right so whether you spell it right or wrong just like your name amory it always shows up as being spelled wrong (laughs) it always has the red squiggly underline
1: well my name is not real it's not a real name an alias. exactly in other news in other sad terrible awful news Happy Endings is officially dead as the cast's options run out today and Sony TV wasn't able to find them a new home. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Uh, unacceptable. Show was amazing.
0: Yeah, I was really hoping that they might be able to find I mean Sony seems to be the the place that is into making sweet deals with people to keep exactly. their shows on the air, so
1: Yeah. Their luck must have run out.
0: But at that's least fact. we got the uh, the three seasons that we did.
1: That's true. I know. I'm never one of those people who's like, at least we got. No, that's BS. <laughs> we didn't. <No.
2: laughs> I, I want more. more. Yeah. I want more. I just feel like they could just you know put those six actors in a room together, turn on the camera, and let it go. Know. And there's a there's point. a new Netflix show right there.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, so that's the news for today. We don't have much more. I'm sure there's more that's out there, but nothing I we
2: or care. It's unimportant apparently. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, you know, once you once you get to the happy indie news, you just you don't want to even yeah, keep sure. looking for anything else. Just <laughs> I
2: don't like, even
1: want to continue this conversation. That's I'm going to cry in the corner. Um, prime time, our first show. Is Switched at Birth, Season Two, Episode Thirteen, The Good Samaritan. You guys, the show. It's just I don't like really it.
2: no, it's I just can't. really
1: well done. Yeah.
2: I mean, the I believe has that? Some,
1: it has some clunkers, okay? Yeah,
0: I'll Yeah, every once in a while, but for the most part, they hit on some interesting subjects, but yet it doesn't come across preachy.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm
0: like right now the storyline of Regina having been away and so having the daughter that she raised end up spending the you know a a good portion of time with her birth mother and then when she gets back then bay wanting to spend time with her birth mother is created a interesting dynamic in the show to where like Bay and Regina are kind of oblivious to how it's making the other two feel. Right. But the other two are feeling weird because while they're happy to have spent time with each other, they also feel weird about now not spending time with with the, you know, with the uh, the mother that, uh, you know, that raised them. It's it's a very interesting story. And I think it's interesting that they've taken sort of this long and to get to that sort of Uh, dynamic they it wasn't something that they uh you know went to right away
1: and it's it's really well done in the fact that i don't i don't know i don't have i don't i don't i feel sorry i guess for everybody it's not like you know what i mean like i'm not it's hard i'm trying to figure out the words to say but like i uh, that's the word i'm looking for i understand the side that everybody's coming from like, I understand where Regina's coming from. She comes home and Daphne kind of makes her feel bad. And then the other daughter, you know, is caring and wants to be her daughter right now. And it's just, same thing with Catherine. And I don't know. I just, everybody's doing really good work. I don't really like Vanessa Morano as an actor. I don't think she's a great actor. But I think that everyone else is. <laughs> 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 so, it makes it, I guess, better. I don't know. I just, I'm interested with the whole Thai thing coming back, everything. I think it's, I think it'll be good.
0: Well, that's a, I mean, you, that's a whole nother storyline. They, they have him come back from having been in Iraq and, and then they, they, you know, they ratchet that up with a storyline where his, a friend of his came back and committed suicide that was over there with him. And, right. and then some of the, you know, the story that he relays to her about the girl with the soccer ball, but it, Again, like I said, it doesn't come off like they're uh you know it came off tr- like true it didn't yeah. it didn't feel like they were while they're obviously trying to push your emotional buttons. it doesn't feel like they're specifically trying to do that it, it the the characters most of the time ring true even though occasionally you want to slap one of them and just go <laughs> get over yourself i mean
1: most often it's it's they that I want to slap. Yeah, not sometimes. coincidentally, she's played by <laughs> Vanessa Moreno.
2: <laughs> now, is this rigid, residual Gilmore Girls Fury? Or um, is it, th- you know, specifically specifically this character? This, uh, I actor? think it
1: started as that. Like, I, I do think it started as I just wasn't going to like her because I hated her character. Yeah. Um, but, no, now that I'm watching it, I just, she's not good. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I don't know, I, but, I, but it's still a show that like, there's plenty of shows on ABC family that are just not well acted. Um, yeah. So this one is, is a million times better. And I just like you, you keep saying Jason, it it's doing something without preaching to me. And like, I'm learning about the deaf community without feeling like I'm being forced to learn about a community. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, Mm-hmm. Yeah. It I doesn't mean, affect me in a negative or positive way. I'm just learning, which I think is nice.
0: Some of the most interesting scenes are when they just let it be quiet and have two people signing to each other, because that's how they would have a conversation and there wouldn't yeah. be any you wouldn't hear anything else really around. And you know, it's it's very uh it's it's a very well done show, very interesting. Like they've taken, you know, the family drama and they've added a couple of extra aspects to it that make it different, you know. That give it a different twist. That that uh, you know, that doesn't make it. F- While they still have some of the same love interests that go bad, and you know, love triangles, and parents and kids going at it and stuff like that, all that normal stuff. But when you add in the sort of now extended family, because these two f- families are now sort of together, mm-hmm. because of the the switch, and then also one of them being deaf, and you know those two aspects and what it adds to the drama is uh is something you know worth checking the show out for
1: so yeah so that's switch to birth, all right, I've already lost where my second show is, okay, Rosolia Niles, season four, episode one, We are family now I watched the first two episodes back to back, so this is the episode where the one Doyle's. with the shooting at
2: the marathon or at the break. And
1: Chris Vance is in this episode, right? Casey, my yeah. buddy, yes. Um, yeah. I did. I just wanted to point out what's my favorite scene of all time in Rosalie Isles. Rosalie Isles. So you guys know that I have a thing about people who can't really cover their accents. Most notably, it's women who suck at it. Like certain other people um but and and matt passmore's accent on like the glades like it always bothers me and it always i love chris Vance. we had a moment at comic-con a couple years ago we've been uh having moments ever since and um he has a great real accent i think he's i don't know if he's australian or british but he doesn't cover it very well and i've always thought to myself like well how is this guy like rugged army guy who still has kind of a British accent. So my favorite scene of all of Zoli Niles ever was, there was a scene where she, he and Jane are just walking down the street and she totally busts him on his accent. Like she says the words to him. I can still hear your British accent. Like, cause they, they built in a backstory maybe after backlash because of his terrible accent, but they suddenly like retconned that he was from England And that his accent is that way because he has British in him still. I thought that was genius because I complain about it all the time. And I was like,
2: they picked up on it. They knew they did that for me. And I was just. Now, see, I thought he was supposed to have the accent because he was not. It didn't seem to me like he was trying to cover it at all. Like it was kind of muddled, you know, like he'd spend a lot of time in England or like maybe he had a parent who was English, British, but also he had an American influence. I thought that's how he was supposed to sound. Because of some um, familial yeah, ties,
0: Amory Amory. Lets, uh, accents or trying to change accents bother her a lot.
1: <laughs>
2: when they're terrible, I have to.
1: Well,
2: yeah, I mean, I did. It bugs me too, but in this case, I thought that's how he was supposed to sound. Like it was a purposeful choice for him to sound sort of, sort of American British. Yeah, interesting.
1: I never even thought about that. I was just so bothered. I, I was
2: just was like, yeah, that's this whole time. That's what I thought he was supposed to be. And so when they made that comment, I was like, right, exactly. I gotcha. can still hear your British accent too. The only, th- <laughs> the, the only thing with
0: the uh, and Niles is that the show's set in Boston and they never seem to run into anybody that sounds like they're from Boston.
2: <laughs> that, really? <laughs> if you
0: want to talk accents.
2: That's... That's, that's kind of accurate. <laughs> Wait, yeah. whose accent? The Boston accent, Frankie? you know,
0: just in any case, when they go to interview people anywhere that, you know, they're going all over the Boston area, but they never seem to run into anybody that has a Boston accent.
2: Right. Nothing's ever wicked smart. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> this is true.
0: I mean, you know, not even subtly or anything. <laughs> not, yeah. not Not that everybody. They're not
2: even trying.
0: You know. <laughs> Not like everybody sounds like the Jimmy Fallon sketch on you know, <laughs> SNL, yeah. but that was the thing that always got me with Cross and Jordan, was that the only person with a Boston accent was her dad on the show. Yeah, <laughs> and he was
1: a really, really thick Boston accent.
0: <laughs> nobody else, nobody else they ever That's came really in contact with really had That's
2: one. That's really funny. <laughs> okay, well, let's see if next season they've got a case with some Boston accents,
1: you know? Because they're listening, they're they listening, listening find the everything cocks- we say. Yeah.
2: So.
0: Other
1: than the,
2: Other than the accent, what do you <laughs> oh, think yeah. about Rizzoli Niles? You know, I, I'm not usually sensitive to um, when, when a TV show has something that happens that resembles something t- terrible in real life that happened. You know, there are times I'm like, yeah. really, you can't air that episode. Are you sure? But this time I was a little, I had a little bit of a hard time with, the fact that this was a shooting that happened, um, at a, at a parade in Boston, you know, cause I mean, it's been a little while since the, the bombing at the marathon, but I don't know. It just felt, it felt too soon. Yeah. so I I struggled a little bit with that, but yeah. Well, that's yeah, also I, the, I the thing out with these shows,
0: you know, who knows when that episode was actually filmed.
2: Oh, right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. This was just one of those cases where I was like, you know, I mean, it had been long enough that it would seem kind of silly to pull it, but I was feeling insensitive to it. so More so than other shows that pulled their episodes because, like, Castle. Because there was a bomb. No, really. Right. Right. There was a bomb on Castle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there was a bomb on they Castle? Went, they, got, they got blasted for a rerun that aired a couple of days later on cable. Yeah. People were all upset. Why did you air that? right seriously I don't know for some reason it felt a little different but
1: I also um, guess I forgot how the finale like ended and I, I, re- I mean I remembered I was yeah, as I was yeah. watching but like what's wrong with Mara what's her yeah exactly like, why is she oh that's right yeah. I, feel, I remember if she had been shot or like what had been the situation <laughs> right. and then all she sudden... did have make
2: surgery yeah
1: yeah, yeah. she's um,
2: now a little bit lighter
1: I did also know who the killer was.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was kind of predictable.
1: Which, sometimes the show does throw me off. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about, I don't know. She
2: was shifty. She yeah. Was. She was. She was too shifty for her own good. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's always the mousy sister. It always is. People should just know that. Yeah. <gasps>
1: Man alive. Mousy sister.
2: Um, at, least, at least give her a hairbrush, you know? I throw this obstacle. <laughs> That's really funny. You know, she's got good hair. It probably wasn't her. Yes.
1: But, I mean, the show is never going to be the best show on television, but I, it's nice to kind of kick back for an hour with them because it's just easy to watch.
2: Agreed, and yeah. I love, love, love the relationship between the two of them, and the fact that the Rizzolis have basically embraced Mora, you know, as a right. daughter/slash sister, um, and now Mora is getting to know her birth family, and you know whether she likes it or not, it's, she's getting close to them. So yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, that yeah. was a uh,
0: so fun. I, I don't know about the show. The I continue to watch it, and you know. Some of the interplay between them, you know, and the family and stuff is fun, but overall, it, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a great show.
2: <laughs> it's not unique really, except for the fact that it's two female leads. Right. You know, which again, I like that. I, and they've got great chemistry together and yeah, I, I kind of wish they would quit trying to shoehorn different love interests in, only to abandon them for, you know, six weeks. Right. And then we're supposed to believe that so-and-so is pining over this person? Really? Because wasn't Love is number two <laughs> and number five <laughs> there? I think number yeah. three is next
0: week? Even though, yeah, they were pining over them with a couple of other guys in the meantime?
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, my favorite, part, my favorite part of this week is we're like, Casey comes back, so then we remember that relationship, but also then she had to call, maybe it was the second episode, spoiler alert, that she has to call another kind of ex-love and be like, it was awkward, but I did it. You know, like, it was, I I think it's it's like, come on, just write it on.
2: I'm having a hard time with that too, Amory, because I watched them back to back and now they're all mixed up in my head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One long episode.
2: Yeah. Because there's some really funny stuff that happens in the new episode that airs this week. Um that I keep wanting to mention, but that's not right because you guys haven't seen it yet. Right. So, but it's spoiler
1: really alert. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. So a Rosalian Isles is a nice way to kind of pass the time.
2: Yeah, it's, it's certainly enjoyable. Um, and this week's style story on NiceGirlsTV.com is the women of Rosalian Isles, but mostly Isles. She dresses really well. She does. She's got the money to do it. So she, she does. does. Yes.
1: And I am sick of them acting like Jane doesn't look like a female.
2: She does. She does. She just has her own uniform. They both do. Yeah. They each exactly. have their own uniform and you know, it's just that Isle's Mara's is more feminine, that's all. But I don't know. I kind of if, if if Jane were investigating my murder or the murder of someone that I loved, I kind of would want all of her brain cells to be dedicated to that rather than yeah. putting Agreed. together today's outfit. Agree. You know? So I'm I'm all right with that.
1: Yes. I am
2: too.
1: Um, so that's Rosalia Isles. Here's another TNT show. Perception, season two, episode one, Ch-Ch-Changes. Season three. Yeah, I hate premier. when they
2: use that title. I
1: hate it. <laughs> I know. A lot of people do. That's like always a title. Um, I'll tell you this. Yeah, that's because Necessary
0: Roughness used it for the first episode of season three as uh-huh. well.
1: Did they?
2: <laughs> yes, they did. Creativity. What I was going to say is that Scott Wolf is a beautiful man. He is, but he has no chemistry with Rachel Lee Cook. Nobody seems to well, accept Freddie Fringe Jr. That that
0: that was actually pretty good. I was gonna say, well, it, it makes perfect sense because she doesn't have any chemistry with Eric McCormick either.
2: No, she does not. Right.
0: That's the only And not even like I I keep saying this in different places. It's it's not even like that they don't have romantic chemistry, they don't have friend chemistry, really? they don't have like that they've right. known each and other for not, a long time chemistry.
1: It's no, not it's Eric McCormick. Surprising.
0: No, he's great.
1: He is. It's
2: like totally close.
0: <laughs> he's giving it a is. great performance.
2: Well see when they He's first the reason to
0: watch. Show.
2: Yes. He he's doing a tremendous job. But you know, when they first started the show, they had her come to him as, like, you know, he was her, her inspiration. He was a mentor of sorts, and she was kind of in awe of him and his yeah. brain. But now it's turned into kind of a, you know, pat, pat, you're a good little boy, thanks for the theory, now go take your medicine. You know? It, right. She's gotten really patronizing, and I just I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I think I'm almost done with this show.
1: I love Kelly Rowan, though, and I, I love that she's now getting to play
0: both the real person and character.
2: <laughs> yeah, right now, and okay. a vision. Yeah, she. I, I, I like her with um, with Eric McCormick, both as the real person and the vision, the hallucination.
0: Yeah, that's that's a, well, that's an interesting dynamic to to play where you're kind of. Uh, emotionally cheating on the woman that you're dating with a hallucination of
2: her right. <laughs> of, of a different yeah. version of her exactly yeah. it's weird sometimes I wonder do, you like, do they like have to have charts on the, on set to help them remember what they're supposed to be doing Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> you're not really here right now
1: <laughs> I don't know I, I think that their chemistry is good and I, I'm interested I was sad to say we didn't see Lowickie very much in the first episode because I do like their relationship very much
2: um, him mm-hmm. relying on him. Yeah, um I hope he stays in grad school for a while. I hope he's not very good yeah. at whatever he studies. <laughs> so he's kind of stuck there for a little while. That would be great if he could just go ahead and do that. Yeah.
1: So, Perception. It's not a great show, but there's some great things happening in it. So hopefully it can kind of, kind of, I don't know, kick itself into gear and get better. Because I think there is potential for it to be a really solid show.
2: Agreed. So, so I just that. I, unfortunately, I feel like they need to lose Rachel Eater, which is really sucky. Yes, true.
1: Yes, um, but she's going. Isn't she pregnant? Maybe she'll go on maternity leave, and they'll get someone new, and then they'll just replace her. <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, Janie Bog, Lady Boggs, Janie Boggs. I didn't even get her name. Janie right. Boggs. <laughs> sorry, Lady awesome. Boggs. I love you. Um. So that's perception. I mean, we could go on forever about how it's not great, but we won't. We'll spare you because Um, a lot of it is good. A lot of it is good. A lot of it is good. And like you said, Eric McCormick is doing phenomenal work. He's really, you know, with a show like Will and Grace for on for so long. Sean Hayes is kind of only ever looked at now as Jack. And as I was watching his new show, Sean Saves the World, it's basically Jack saves the world.
2: I mean he's I a little less I'm flamboyant, so you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: But Eric McCormack is so different here that it doesn't feel like Will Truman is playing Daniel Pierce. Exactly. So yeah. so there's that, folks. Necessary Roughness, season three, episode three, Swimming with Sharks. I have not watched this season. At all? No.
0: You haven't been checking out the ch, ch- changes?
1: No. Ah. No, I do think that John Stamos is a great, beautiful man.
2: And he, uh, he is such a good addition to this show. I was a little worried because they were pretty much turning the entire thing on its head. But from my perspective, what happened was they, they yanked themselves out of a rut that I didn't even realize was forming, Mm. you know, um, I, as the viewer didn't, hadn't really caught on to that yet, but they said, you know what, this is. Creatively, creativity, creatively <laughs> need a change, <laughs> and uh, that would have been so much more profound if I could have said the word. Yeah,
0: it would have. <sighs> but after that first season, where you had the kind of a major storyline with TK mm-hmm. as as you know her main new client that, and then also working you know as part of the the football team. But they had to you know give her other cases and stuff like that to go along with it, and that's where I think it sort of fell in a rut is that they almost like had t k like regress so mm. that they could keep using him a lot more and then but I think the change this season of putting her with this big sports marketing it makes sense it gives her a lot of places you know actors actresses sports uh stars and and uh, and different stuff i i personally like that they that that football and basketball and everything's going on all at the same time in in the show but but beyond that i think the new changes it's given uh this extra backstory as to what the, might be happening at the firm and you know who knows about uh that that you know nico is investigating and uh, so there's some there's some other interesting bigger storylines there. But I think the move to that makes the, her having all these different clients work better.
2: And she's able to branch out from sports and go into entertainment is what we've seen so far, um, which is cool. I mean, just for variety's sake, it lets her go to different locations and work with different types of people. So I like that. Um the one, the episode that's airing next week, Yoan Griffith is the guest star. And that one, have, have either of you watched it yet?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, that
2: Jason, you have?
0: Yeah, that's a good episode.
2: The ending was really good. Really good. Nothing we've seen on the show has been like that before. And I, I'm interested to see what the fallout is. It's a little bit darker than anything they've done before. So um, good, good move there.
0: I, it may go along with the sort of the the third season change for shows. You know, like *Covert Affairs* really stepped things up in season three. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this this show is taking a new direction in season three, so yeah. I, I think it's a you know an interesting uh, pattern. Yeah, an interesting you know maybe pattern of where they look at their shows and and go, you, you keep it sort of the same, but you got to give a new reason to you know to continue to watch as well, right.
2: well i'm really enjoyed enjoying all of the changes i'm not going to say it the way that they did it but i i really do i'm kind of glad that they cut out the kids so it's a little contrived but i'm glad that the that her teenagers are not around because i could not care less about that them. was a
1: problem i had i didn't love them so maybe i will go back now that they're not
2: yeah, there's in the oh, first well. four episodes, we get like two minutes of Lindsay and an off screen phone call with Ray J, and that's it. Mm. The rest of it is all Dr. Danny dealing with this huge life change, um, the fact that Nico is still a part of her life, what happened with Matt, and um, you know, TK trying to come to terms with his professional mortality, really. Mm. And and what's he going to do next? And trying to kind of play with the big dogs and really not having a clue. He's suddenly a small fish in a big pond. So. Interesting. Very good. I'm sure I'll go back
1: and catch up at some point. You should should do it. So necessary roughness. There we go. Devious Maids, our final show in prime time. Devious Maids season one, episode two. It's already been two episodes. Setting the Table. I am um, really liking this show. Yeah, I like it too.
0: Yeah, it's so uh, – yeah, if you liked Desperate Housewives Season 1, then you should tune in to Devious Maids because it feels very similar.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Not the same, but similar.
2: Yeah. Similar, but in a, in a good way, you know, Um, in that it's really juicy and there's a, a good mystery and some really cool reveals. Now, we are talking about episode two, because that's already aired, right? Yes. Okay, I love that they started it from Marisol's perspective, as her maid was coming to tell her at her big fancy party about that her son had been arrested for murder. Agreed. I mean, we knew that she wasn't who she appeared to be at the end of the first episode, but that just kind of turned it all on its head.
1: I agree, and I like that um, they didn't make us wait until, like, episode 12 to see exactly what was going on. Like, they didn't really leave it hanging, so we kind of get the sense that she, you know, she clearly is well off, and she's just trying to help her son or whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: I just really like yeah. it. I, I thought that was very clever, um, especially considering some of the press that surrounded the premiere. Yeah. With you know some criticisms about stereotyping. Yeah. Well, hey, you guys, how about if you don't stereotype? Yeah, but yeah. still,
0: if so, you know, uh... if you watch this show, the people that don't come off well are the white are people,
2: not the maids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: true. Exactly. <laughs> yep.
2: Susan Indeed. Lucci
1: is amazing in this. Like, it is
2: fantastic. It's oh, just
1: fantastic. enough of her. Like, I was never. I watched all my children. I. I Watched it probably within the last, I don't know, 10 years I had still watched it. But um, I just, I don't know that they ever let her be as just kind of crazy funny as she's being in this ep- in this show. And, like, she's just so off the wall. Roopie. She's so loopy. I love it. And I love Judy Reyes' re- like reactions to her.
2: Yes.
1: Because <laughs> she just knows that this woman is nuts. Yeah.
2: But... You know, she pays the bills, so yeah. Curious to see how this um, daughter, son, uh, you know the the rich the rich son and the the servant daughter. Don't really right. know how to call it, but curious to see how that plays out. Because on the one hand, I feel like, I mean, that's a generation that's not going to care. Class, right. doesn't, you know, there's no such thing as class. I mean. They're, it's the the world that they live in is so accessible to everybody, that and so much of it is accessible to everybody. I should say that I and they they've been raised kind of steeped in in social tolerance and all of this. I don't know. I just feel like maybe it's the Generation X writers that are making a big deal out of it. Yeah, and the millennials are like whatever.
1: I mean, they're they did there. kind Come of partner. like. She did have a scene with their friends where they kind of were like, oh. Yeah. But
2: then Susan Lucci, of course, is like, you're fantastic. Right. Please hate right. my son. It's true. I don't know.
1: I think it should be, I mean, I think it's going to be a show that will definitely keep my interest. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where like I am at the end of the summer.
2: Yeah, I'm very curious to see who the killer is and Especially what they do with Marisol once her her real yeah, situation is revealed, and, right? But and what can they do with her in season two if there's a season two? What can they do with that character? How does she transition?
1: Right? How curious. does she exactly?
0: Yeah, that's an that's an interesting uh, a thing to do. I just hope that the show, like going forward, doesn't you know if it you know goes into you know more seasons. That it doesn't feel the need to create some sort of wacky mystery every season. Uh,
2: oh, but you know it will.
0: Yeah, it probably will.
2: Yeah, based on a telenovela and executive produced by Mark Cherry. Because so
0: that's where I, Desperate Housewives kind of went is. deteriorated, is yeah. After a while, it just felt like, oh my God, how. <laughs>
2: Why don't you people move off the street? <laughs>
0: but that right. they were, or that the writers were really just like grasping at things, trying to. You know, add in some sort of big mystery element to it mm-hmm. where that was an interesting aspect of the first season, but it wasn't everything that made the show what worth watching in in the first season.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Really, it was just a lot of the wacky antics and things that they that they get into. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And because uh, I think it's it's doing well enough that it's most likely going to get another season.
2: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's well, not no know. blockbuster numbers, but it's on cable, so it should be yeah. fine. Actually, any more, it'd be like you know the CW wishes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, the talking ratings anymore is weird because you you never quite. It's not even just cable because sometimes a certain network
2: mm-hmm.
0: on cable will have. A,
2: yeah, a certain, it's really a certain network number. To that network.
0: That uh, yeah. you know, even comparing the two, you know, what becomes a hit on one network, uh, you know, because the, they talk of you know things like defiance on sci-fi as being a huge hit, and it's like, it's pretty good for sci-fi, you know, yeah. it's not or, like, right. but Imagine I would
2: on AMC, but it's, and they average like three million viewers, yeah,
0: but it yeah, but it's not one of those where I would ever if somebody asked me how well it's doing, I wouldn't. Add huge to, to right yeah, to,
2: exactly
0: to the beginning of it <laughs> that it, I, that it'd be a huge hit so yeah it's it's definitely interesting to see you know what type of numbers things need on a on on a different network and but yeah it's it's a it's a lot of fun The there's a lot of wacky and interesting characters to follow around both the maids and uh the the employers and uh you know, lots of soapy, fun stuff in, in all, you know, drama in all those different uh, uh, relationships. And uh, and then a, a really good cast. I mean, yes. it's a really good cast across the board.
2: Agreed. they yes. got some fantastic people.
1: Yeah. And I like that they're all playing such different characters. Mm-hmm. 'Cause they could have all kind of been and maybe that's where their people were worried before the show came out. Like they could have all just been the what we know of the stereotypical angry, you know what I mean? Like made Latina fiery person that people always overdo or over stereotype. But these women are also fully like formulated and fully realized that it's so not what people thought it was gonna be. And I really yeah.
0: like. That. Yeah, and and like you said, they they run the gamut. You have the you have the one that's kind of quiet, that is trying to earn money to get her kid from Mexico. And, I
2: know. Oh my and, gosh! You know, from that storyline, <laughs> like Mac Mariana clavenas character. Yes.
0: All the way to you know you have the one that's now being a maid to investigate you know to find out what happened. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's, you know, you, that you see that she's well off. And then you have, in between, you have one that's been a long time maid. And now her daughter, uh, you know, she's trying to, you know, protect her daughter from things that she's seen. Uh, but mm-hmm. her daughter has got her own ideas on how to, to live her life. and And then you have mm-hmm. the one that the only reason she's a maid is because she's trying to... <laughs>
2: Get her, get singing her career music off the career to right. take off, you know. Yeah, so exactly. there's
0: there's a huge uh, you know gamut of of storylines there from the you know the maid the maid side of things.
1: Yes, so that is Devious Maids. Let us know what you think of it. Time for a little reality check. Uh, starting with Master Chef. This is a show that I. I oh, okay, my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> My dog just unplugged my computer as she was walking by. Um, All of a sudden, I just heard this beeping. Anyway, she's so funny. Um, Masterchef. I don't really hate anybody except Chrissy's accent really annoys me.
2: Uh, It really does. Here's my review. I don't really hate anybody.
1: (laughs) It's true. I mean, that's actually high praise. That's high praise coming from me. But, um... It looks like they're all actually very good chefs. Like, it doesn't look like anybody is getting away with being kind of mediocre. They really did... And that's what this show, I think, does. They really do get away with the people that aren't great. And so that the people that are good can get better, um, which I really like. So, no... Not rooting for a winner yet, because we still have too many chefs left. But we'll see. Um... And yeah, good job, Master Chef contestants. Pretending you were excited about being at the Glee set. Good job. <laughs> um, so you think you can dance? I actually think it's a very talented top twenty this year. Uh, and because so many people are so talented, that I it's going to make those people that aren't that great stand out. And my concern is that really talented people will get kicked off for sentiment because they want to. Because people want to take care of the people who aren't that good and get picked on. I don't know. I worry, but right now my favorites are Aaron and Amy and Fiction and Jasmine H.
2: Um, Wait, there's is it somebody it? named Fiction. Like that's their name?
1: Yeah, his name is F I K hyphen S H U N Fiction. Oh, okay. I don't know what his cool. real so, like, is really Fiction. But I had to vote. Like I, I actually found myself voting um, for So You Think You Can Dance, which I've never really done before, and. I voted for fiction and it was, I had to spell it correctly and I, I had to check so many times. Um, but so I really like it. Nigel just annoys me. I'm glad Adam Shankman's been used in moderation cause he annoys me. <laughs> I think that Travis Wall's choreography is always over. Um, people like it too much. Like they, well, they like Travis. So then they're like, that was beautiful, but it rarely is that spectacular. Sonya's doing much better work, and Christopher Scott is a genius. Love him. Um, So that's, so I think you can dance. HGTV Star, which I'm still bothered by the fact that they've gotten rid of the design star, because you're supposed to be a designer to be on the show. Um, But like I said about MasterChef, with them getting rid of the people that aren't that great, HGTV Star has already done that. Um, There's not anybody still around that I'm like, God, somebody else should have gone first. Or, like, this person should have gone before somebody else I liked. So that's good news. I guess if I had to pick a winner right now, it would be Brooks. But not really sure. Um, I don't know. And then the last one is Food Network Star, where I just, I kind of hope, I hope that the guy, I don't know what his name is, Rodney maybe? No, I always do this. One of them I don't want to win, and the other I do the guy who does the seven deadly sins of food, I don't like him. I think he's creepy. So, um, so there's that, and so that's so I think you can. I mean, so that's reality check with everybody else watching. Let us know.
0: So, has Food Network star been? Uh, I, I usually watch, but I did. I didn't start watching this year. Has it been good?
2: Yeah, it's been fine. I don't know. They're not doing <laughs> and with the- that ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing the teams. Oh man, I really
1: wish I would have <laughs> tuned in now. They're not doing the teams that they were doing last year. Like they're all they're all individual. And I don't love. I just never liked Giada much. But I mean, it's fine. I think it's it's doing good work. And I think I mean I never watched the show winner. <laughs> like I watched the stars. I watched the competitions, but I never watched to see who's going to win. Or I never watched the show that wins. So maybe I will this year. Who knows.
0: Unless it's the seven deadlies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, unless it's that guy who wins, in which case, forget about it. That's it. TV on DVD. I've gone with Unforgettable Season 1, because I really like Poppy Montgomery. She covers her accent very well. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing it full circle. There you go.
0: And uh, not quite enough time, but uh, a couple of weeks there before, uh, three weeks before... uh, or no, a couple of weeks before the new season starts for Unforgettable.
2: That's yes. right. They're doing a really
1: wonky new season. Yeah, because it was canceled and then renewed. Yeah.
2: Make up your mind, people.
0: A DVD comes out on the 9th, and, and the new season starts up on the 22nd. So. Yes. Right on. And uh, my pick uh, for uh, TV on DVD is uh, Warehouse 13 Season 4, which uh, the season finale is the 8th, and the season comes out on DVD on the 9th.
2: Well, that's pretty good
0: that's the type of stuff you can do when you film these episodes. That are yeah. Airing. The episode that aired uh, last Monday was the one that they were filming last October. when wow. I was on set. So.
1: Yeah. That's what psyched us too. Cause their hundredth episode aired in February
0: <laughs> and, we,
1: and we were on set we we in the May prior. At
0: the end of May, the previous year.
1: Same.
0: So yeah. Doing press for those has got to be interesting where they're like, have to think back
1: (laughs) yeah how do we remember what episode is that exactly
0: what was going on then
1: so that's our TV on DVD picks next week Jason will be joined by um, Sandrine from formerly of Damon's TV from TVEquals.com and Melissa from the Televixen.com you can find links to the stories and DVDs we mentioned, as well as where to find Mel online, dot uh, net dot com dot org, in the show. notes info. Exactly, at TV times three dot com slash one eighty seven. Let us know what you think about the shows we talked about via Twitter or Facebook at TV times three, or via email at feedback at TV times three dot com. Uh, our music was provided by, oh, I should say thanks to Mel for joining us. <laughs> Whatever You can can thank
0: her now or you can thank her after the. I could
1: have done it after the music but I feel like the music Kind of ends it so Thank you to Mel for being here Always fun to have her on And I will see you so soon And our music today Was provided by IODA PromoNet The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers From their Mercurial title Put out by Yellow Dog We
0: sit glued to the TV set all night
1: why go into
0: the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We
1: got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of